a listener production. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Broadsheet Melbourne Around Town. I'm Nick Connellan, Broadsheet's Publications Director, filling in for Kachabaktor. Today we're talking about Square One Rialto, which is a brand new cafe from the Mulberry Group. You might recognise their cafes and bars and restaurants around Melbourne. They've got Liminal, they've got Hazel, Dessous and Lilac Wine in Cremorne. Nathan Tolman is the founder and he's here today in the studio to tell us about the concept. Welcome, Nathan. Thank you. Great to be here. So, Square One in the city. Um, the CBD, I've read so many articles about how the CBD is just dying after COVID. Not as many people are coming into the office. Cafes are harder to run. They're not getting as much foot traffic. What was the thinking behind you guys opening a new spot in the CBD? Yeah, look, Nick, there definitely has been a drop in, um, in numbers in the city over the last couple of years, um, no doubt. Um, I think for us, there are still so many people in the city there's still a demand for good food and good coffee no matter where you are. Um, we sort of saw that part of town as an area that maybe could do with a sort of a, a destination all-day cafe. It's a great site. Numbers probably we're finding are down, you know, 20, 20% still in terms of other city venues. But the reality is, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, people are still coming to work. Monday and Friday, you've got to give them more of a reason to come to work. Yeah, well, I think I'd, I'd be kind of more keen to come to work if I knew that Sioux or Liminal or any of your other places were just around the corner. Mm. This one as well, the concept's a little bit different to what you've done before. T- talk us through what you're doing with the menu. A square One Coffee, we've been roasting for about eight years now. So we, we were roasting when we had Top Paddock and High Ground and Kettle Black back in the day. It's sort of been ticking along over the last few years, but we've always sort of wanted to give it a, a face and a presence. Um, and I guess personally, Probably five years ago, we we found ourselves looking into our businesses and seeing, you know, what we're doing and how can we be more sustainable, more impactful, and that kind of brought about Common Ground Project, which is our um, regenerative agriculture farm just down near Geelong, and that exists to essentially focus on social and environmental impact. We we um, offer training employment pathways for women facing disadvantage in the kitchen, learning how to cook food, prepare food relief meals. We also do school programs where kids can come and learn about the importance of where your food comes from and how it's grown. We kind of focus all of our attention on Common Ground Project. We donate profits to the farm. And over the years, um, we've been growing all this amazing produce down there and selling it to our restaurants and other restaurants. And just more and more chefs were getting interested in saying, oh, I love what you're doing there. How else can I support the prog- program? Um, so the concept was basically that, you know, let's find a way where other chefs from the industry can use their skills um, and to collaborate in a way that whether it be a social or environmental impact. So I, I reached out to about 70 chefs um, just randomly and said, hey, you don't know me, but I love you. I love your your restaurant or your, your the work you do in your, in your restaurant. And um, would you be interested in creating a dish for uh, our new menu at Square One? Uh, and the concept is that every three months we create a new menu with 10 different dishes and those 10 dishes are from 10 different chefs and they get the credit um, you know, this is where they're from, this is where they work. And then um, every three months, the menu will change. And then at the end of the two-year period, we're going to do a cookbook where all of the um, recipes are there and the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds will go to Common Ground Project to fund future programs. Fantastic. We'll get to the chefs in a second, but I think it's worth rewinding a little bit to talk about Common Ground. When was that founded and, and what was the genesis for that? It was founded about five years ago. I'd achieved a lot personally in my professional career and I was feeling you know great there but I was feeling a sense of 
felt like I wasn't maybe fulfilled enough and wasn't really living my true purpose. And I kind of looked into um, regenerative farming and realized that so much food that we eat is grown through um, using chemicals and pesticides. The fact that we the food that we eat directly impacts our physical and mental health. Um, most most serotonin, ninety percent of serotonin, which is the thing that makes you happy, motivated, amongst other things, is made in your gut, and um, a lot of that is being destroyed or killed by you know poor food choices. So once you start looking into regenerative farming, you not only realise the importance of of growing nutritional food, but also you look at the fact that when you farm in that way, you're actually sequestering carbon back into the soil, and that helps to reduce greenhouse gases. So that was kind of the the environmental side that really appealed to me. And then I guess, you know, ultimately it's hard to be truly happy when there's sort of unhappiness around you and there's people who are suffering around you. And, and we kind of felt that, you know, how can we use our talents and our skills and our platform to support other people in the community? So we, um, we opened Common Ground Project about five years ago. It's a four-acre farm. We have now seven full-time staff down there, a full-time CEO, Felicity, who runs all of the programs a full-time farmer and a farmhand to basically grow all the vegetables. Um, we recently got a, a Vic Health grant to set up a regional food hub. So essentially creating spaces where people can come and buy produce, but also allowing other farmers in the community to grow produce and we'll sell it for them. Uh, because, I mean, if we you know look at our industry in its simplest form, we are in the business of food and, and people. So we need to look after both of those areas as much as we can. Um, and now it's just kind of gathered this momentum where um, you know, we get school groups coming down every week. Uh, corporates come down and volunteer on the farm. And so the produce is going to be taken from there, brought up to the city to, to square one and used to make these 10 dishes from different chefs. Who's involved at the moment and what are they going to be making or contributing? Because I think it's important to clarify that the chefs themselves are not going to be coming in. It's not a residency. It's a kind of, uh, I guess, a composite menu with a lot of different people contributing. Yeah, exactly. So we we wanted to make it as easy as possible for them to be involved and not have to take too much of their time. So we basically just said, hey, all we need from you is a recipe, the ingredients, how you'd like us to make it. Um, our executive chef, Scott, and head chef, Hudson, will basically prepare the dishes based on their recipe. We gave them a really wide brief and said, look, it doesn't have to be something you would normally cook in your in your current restaurant. It can be anything. Just think of something that people would want to eat um, for breakfast or lunch in an all-day environment. But yeah, the first menu we've got is um, Ali from Ex-Public Wine. Um, Ali Curry, Vermont. Yep. Uh, Gemma Whiteman from uh, Auntie in Sydney, which is this amazing new restaurant up there that's just doing amazing stuff. Um, I had a beautiful meal there. So it's kind of Japanese-Italian fusion yeah. but in a very respectable way that kind of takes the best of both cuisines. Yeah, and not just the food. The space itself is amazing. It feels like you're in someone's apartment. There's like beautiful record player and turntables and beautiful dark timber. We've got uh, Nagesh from Manze doing a beautiful dish as well with some beans and some beautiful sardines. So that's um, the Mauritian wine bar in North Melbourne for people who don't know. That's right. We've got a couple of internationals, but for the first, we've only got just the one. It's uh, Nuno Mendes from Lisboa in London. He's doing this beautiful pork kind of sandwich that is, is pretty famous in his restaurant. Zoe Birch from Greasy Zoe's. Um, doing Out in Hurstbridge. Yep, yep. She's doing this um, beautiful mushroom dish. Tom Serafian. We couldn't uh, have a, a menu without Tom on it. I won't tell you too much, but there's no hummus, just to give you a heads up. It's um, it's pretty cool. We've got Matt Wilkinson doing his delicious um, rice pudding, which um, I've been a fan of for many years. Mitch Orr from Kiln, ex-Acme um, from Sydney, is doing... Um, 
I'll say a waffle, but it's a bit of a take on a waffle, so you have to come and try that one out. Uh, one of the best chefs in Melbourne, I think, is uh, Victor Leong from Leho Fook. Um, he's doing another dish. Cumin and, lamb pancake. Yeah, you heard that? Yep. I did. It was in our story. <laughs> oh, cool. And I'm yeah. keen to try that because I've tried them a lot at home, various well, recipes. I can never quite nail them like the restaurants do. Yeah, well, we're doing the full tasting today after this, um, three o'clock, so I'll be able to tell you exactly how it tastes and um, let you know. But yeah, looking forward to that. And then someone um, else, uh, Frankie Cox from Green On, which is a great little um, salad venue in, in Cremorne. She's doing um, a beautiful salad as well. So those 10 dishes will be the, the three-month menu. And then Exec Chef Scott's going to do a couple of other little staples that we can mix into it as well. But essentially, knowing every time you go there, you're going to have a different experience um, from you know a different chef. I understand that you've got a reasonably slick fit out underway with you at Leaf. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, look, I mean, it was already an existing space that had been done uh, a few years ago, which was already beautiful. So we came in with a pretty, um, pretty light touch. We didn't want to do too much to it. Yeah, you at Leaf have done a really great job in just kind of accentuating all the great features, putting some nice banquettes in, some um, some green tiles, and just give it a bit of warmth as well. Nice. And you'll be open Monday to Friday? Yeah, the plan is Monday to Friday um, from sort of 7 to 4, and then we're also available to open for events at night or weekends, and um, you know, even the chance for chefs that are actually working with us, if they want to test out a concept or do anything like a pop-up, they're more than welcome to use the space as well. Fantastic. And when can people expect that community cookbook that you talked about? We want to basically have 80 recipes. So that'll be the end of two years. We'll, we'll have that. Um, and as we go, we're going to be compiling it as we go. So it shouldn't take us as long to, to put the recipes together because we'll essentially have them all on the go. Great. Can't wait to get my hands on it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Pleasure. That's it for today. You can stay up to date at any minute of any day at broadsheet.com.au or on Instagram at broadsheet underscore melb. Listener.